Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. So yeah, with Sports Canada, I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors defeat the Washington Wizards. Yes, that's correct. In a game between the 11th seed and the 13th seed, guess what? The 11th seed comes up victorious, winning on a buzzer-beating three by Gary Trent Jr., who's been here like a week and a half and has already created a whole legacy for himself. Uh, yeah, the Raptors winning on a game-winning three by Gary Trent Jr. Uh, by a score of 103-101. to 101. It was uh, an anti-tank missile right to the heart. And um, yeah, for people who, who saw this, the importance of this game in the tanking standings, listen... Who cares? Who cares? I, I Honestly, if you can't get excited for a game winner, I, I don't know what to say, really. And it was, you know, I wouldn't say it was a well-played game all the way around, but it was certainly pretty exciting, um, especially at the end where it looked like the Raptors had come back from this 19-point uh, third-quarter deficit. They battled back. Uh, Westbrook kept missing so many jumpers, uh, and the Raptors, you know, Went ahead, and it was like, okay, then Westbrook made a three, then Siakam drove into a a crowd, which it was called a charge, even though the replay shows that um, the the man slid in late and also had a foot on the line, but okay, Um, you know, it was, uh, 
you know, okay, it was looking to, shaping up to be one of those heartbreakers. I mean, listen, if Siakam misses uh, at the end of a game, you know, you know how that goes. Well, we've seen that movie many, many times um, this season. However, the Raptors, it, well, first off, a, a number of things went into the end of the game, right? So let's start at the end of the game. So the Wizards are up uh, 101-100 over the Raptors. Pascal drives. It's an offensive foul. That was called, review had already been used earlier in the game by Nick to get someone an and one, I think, Bembry. It was originally called offensive foul. It was given uh, upon review as a blocking foul. It created an and one situation. Uh, so the review was already used. The play was called the way it was by the, by the referees. And so the, the Wizards had the ball back up one uh, with 27 seconds left, which usually would be good. To not lose, um, you know, the Raptors, so they made a number of decisions. One, they chose not to foul, which, smart play. You know, you don't have to foul. You will get the ball back. And the Raptors did have a timeout, so they could have advanced the ball if they didn't like the situation they had. But that was one key decision by Nick Nurse, not to foul in that situation, not to stop the clock, get the ball back with more time. Uh, he decides to let the Wizards sort of play it out. The Raptors sort of pressure, pressure, got the ball out of Westbrook's hands. And the ball ended up getting swung to Raul Neto, who had an open three. But he's not really a good three-point shooter, and he'd been missing threes up at that point. So he decides to pump fake, drive against OG. Looked like he had the step, tried to go in for a reverse layup, but OG's length was too much of a factor. And Neto's shot rimmed out. And Gary Trent Jr., in good position there, collects a defensive rebound. This is about 5.5 seconds left in the game. Now, another good decision by Nick, not to call timeout, because as he described it, he saw that Gary had the ball going up the court. And, you know, there was not like, you know, let's say someone came in and was like pressuring the ball uh, or was going to stop the momentum of the play. Then, yeah, he probably would have used the timeout because obviously it's very, very valuable. But in that split second decision, he read the situation. Nick decided not to call timeout. Gary also read the situation, collected the rebound, went the other way. Uh, Raul Neto caught up with him. Gary kind of gave him a little bit of a, you know, get off me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Raul Neto, you know, um, coming from a footballing country. Uh, took a Neymar-esque dive, and, uh, you know, the it wasn't called, which, listen, it was an exaggeration, trust me, the guy flew backwards, man, um, and Gary, in anticipation of that contact from Raul Neto, goes behind his back to create the separation, and then pulls up for three, leaning into the shot as the buzzer expired, and the ball goes through the net. And finally, something good has happened for the Raptors at the buzzer this season. My goodness. My goodness. It's been hard to uh, watch some of these close games where, you know, I, I don't even want to recap them, to be honest. Because that's not what this is about. The Raptors finally got a game winner this season. And a um, few things. One, long history of game winners against Washington. Um, you know, just a long history of clutch shots against Washington. DeMar has a game winner against them. Uh, Corey Joseph is a game winner against them. Like Chris Bosch is a game winner against them. I think Hito might have a game winner against them. Anthony Parker has a game winner against them. And of course, the most infamous play is Michael Ruffin throwing the ball into midair for some reason, and Mo Pete catching the ball mid jump, 
single pump lefty three from the logo and he made it Chuck Swirsey on the call one of my favorite first favorite uh, Raptors moments is um, I remember watching that on like the score TV network and stuff like that shout out the score man I, I missed the score as a TV network for sure um, but in any case yeah so some really pivotal decisions there for the win but also just a freaking amazing play by Gary Trent Jr. who again it's been like 10 days as a Raptor all right he replaces a very popular player in Norm, and since then he's got a career high, 31 points against OKC. He has the franchise record with the plus 54. He's uh, best friends with OG, which is great. Uh, if, you, if you're if you watching on YouTube, you can see um, how happy OG was for Trent. Of course, the whole team was, but Trent and OG seem to be really in a little bit of a bromance in the moment. Uh, which has been very, very sorely missed since Serge has moved on. And now he's a game winner. And it's been a fantastic start for Gary, who, I mean, he gave the, Rapt- he gave the Raptors some tough b- baskets throughout the course of this game. You might say over the box score, you might say, well, listen, um, you know, it wasn't like the most efficient game. Although I don't know who, who would nitpick efficiency in a game where he hits the game winner. Uh, he literally won the game. But 7-15 for 16 points, you might say, well, you know, yeah, it might have, you know, this or that. To be honest, I think the Wizards actually did a really good job of sort of keeping the Raptors out of some of their set plays. I think the Raptors obviously not having Kyle and Fred limited the way they can execute a lot of their plays. Not just in terms of guys being able to initiate, but also the way, you know, teams are going to have to guard the Raptors. It's different because you can go under the screen um, in a way that you can't go under against Fred, you can't go under against Kyle, and that changes the geometry of the game. And a lot of these sets aren't really the same. Um, there just wasn't as many like set plays for Gary to you know get a shot off. Whether it's like you know we've seen him get uh, you know a screen going back door for a layup, we've seen him get two screens coming up top to receive the ball, we've seen him dribble handoffs, all these sort of stuff. Like there was a lot of like late shot clock situations where Gary had to create and he did a really good job of that. Um, you know, driving through contact and should have been an N one against Garrison Matthews, but wasn't called even though uh, Gary got mauled on the play. Uh, Mid range jumper, he got to a floater. Like there's, there's, there's some tough baskets that Gary kind of provided for the team uh, in, in shots that he had to kind of create. But you know, it, on the whole, it was a bit of a strange game overall. I mean, he was a bit of the unlikely hero because you know, I really couldn't tell you who was going to hit the game-winning shot because, like, it. There was this is a game where multiple guys sort of had it for stretches. And I thought early in the game, OG had it. Uh, OG started out really well. He had in the first play of the game, you know, he um, drove on Burton, spin move, uh, got to the free throw line, uh, got himself separation, used the spin move another time to get to his left hand for a layup finish. Uh, got Robin Lopez matched up on him and set him up with a with a jab step. Then crossed over, blew by uh, Robin Lopez, just left him in the dust and got inside for a two handed dunk. Like OG had it to start the game, um, and the Raptors on the whole did not have it. Like they they were down twelve to one. <laughs> you know, Raptors had to call a first timeout, that kind of stuff. They only had nineteen points after the first quarter. Um, but then second quarter, I thought Pascal had it. I mean, he scored. Just late first quarter you had it, to be honest. Because he started off real slow. I think the Wizards came in with the game plan of using Alex Len as a 7-footer at the basket. Basically a soft double team against Pascal Siakam the whole game. And uh, always showing help, which is very going to... It's going to be difficult. Like, obviously, we saw Alex Len as a Raptor. He wasn't that impressive. He was much better today, and he was much better as a Wizard so far. Um, But, 
he's still a seven footer, and it's 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 a real challenge to get through that. And Pascal, you know, made an he drove a couple of times. It wasn't really working, but as soon as Len came out of the game, Pascal started roasting guys, especially Denny Advia, the uh, the rookie. Um, you know, uh, you know, Pascal was putting him in the in the blender. Uh, and he had, you know, just an incredible game going to the basket, just repeatedly attacking the basket, attacking the rookies, spin move, and ones, floaters, push shots, all sorts of stuff. Pascal was doing great. Uh, and then I thought, you know, in, in the second quarter, I thought Malachi had it. He had that thing for a, a while. And I thought Malachi did such a good job of turning his defense into offense. And what I mean by that is this guy just kept making plays defensively. It was nuts. Like, I would say, you know, I, I rarely see point guards do this. Although, to be honest, I see game point guards do this every game with Fred Van Vliet. But, yeah, I mean, he was in full Red Van Vliet mode today where he, he, I mean, look at this. Four steals, three blocks. Now, of course, Malachi, you know, made the same plea in the post game, saying that um, similar, to, he, he agrees with Fred, man. The, the guys who are six one, under 6'1", under 6'2", like, they should be getting the, them all called the steals because obviously he's not jumping up and meeting guys at the rim like the Kemba Matumbo. But um, Malachi was just making plays. Like, he was just making plays defensively. This game was a bit uh, helter-skelter, had a really fast pace for two teams that really wasn't executing well offensively. <laughs> uh, you know, very few calls of the basket both ways. Um, you know, and, and a very fast pace to a lot of misses uh, for both teams. But... Yeah, Malachi was able to, you know, there was a stretch there in the fourth quarter. We had, or in the second quarter, we had like four straight steals. You know, he would like, you know, pick off a pass. He would, uh, you know, come in from the weak side and dig in for the ball and get the ball that way uh, and, and get out in the fast break. Or, you know, he would pressure a guy on the baseline. The guy would step out of bounds. And then Flynn would, you know, uh, turn the ball over on a two-on-one fast break. He was trying to input the ball just to uh, Boucher in the post. It looked to me like, you know, Boucher didn't fully have his man sealed and, uh, you know, uh, you know, it was also just a bit of a lazy pass on Malachi. So it's a turnover, two on one fast break, and uh, Malachi was able to not only get back, but he recorded the block, keeping the ball in bounds, and the Raptors were able to go the other way in transition and score for themselves. Which, I mean, listen, that's the that's the kind of stuff that we stand Kyle Lowry for, right? That's just kind of stuff we stand for Van Vliet for because these guys are small, but they consistently make these plays defensively. And you're seeing those instincts from uh, Malachi so far. I mean, again, I don't know how many rookies can give you four steals and three blocks, but he was very, very impressed with the night. So I thought Malachi had it going for a stretch. And then the third quarter came around. You know, I thought the Raptors really got into a lull there. Um, they started the quarter poorly. The Wizards got up 19, and I was like, yo, there's no reason for you to be down 19 to the Wizards. Uh, and, you know, I thought the Raptors bench just collectively came in and did a really good job getting stops, making tough plays, making it tough for the Wizards to score. Uh, and, you know, Bembry had it for a nice stretch there. He was making a lot of nice drives going to the basket, and he really filled in really nicely in that starting role. He's a very odd point guard, and that's not his primary role. He's a secondary ball handler. But, of course, you know, this is an odd circumstance with Kyle and Fred both out. So DeAndre comes in. And I thought on two fronts. One, the Raptors needed his size and his experience against uh, against Westbrook defensively because Bembry has guarded Westbrook in the past, so he sort of you know has uh, the experience doing it. Um, but also Bembry, you know, you needed his size, right? Westbrook is a guy who's six three. He's obviously mad athletic, 
despite being a 13-year vet, this guy is still shot out of a cannon. And so you need some of that athleticism and then some of that size and strength to guard him. You can't just like stick Malachi Flynn on him, for example. And Bembry did a really good job defensively. But I thought Bembry really mixed it up offensively, really created a lot for the team. And that, there was a little bit of that transition lineup where it was Bembry with a lot of bench guys and a lot of the bench guys step up. Like I thought Aaron Baines came in and gave them a great game today. Like it was to the point where I was watching this and I saw Chris Boucher struggle Boucher shot 3 of 12 tonight, 1 of 7 from 3. The Raptors really needed him to space the floor, uh, especially against the way the Wizards are playing with Alex Len basically disrespecting Boucher and playing as the second defender against Pascal, making it real difficult for him to drive. You need Boucher to open up the floor by hitting some threes, and he's done that this season. He's shooting over 40%. But Boucher was not hitting the threes, and when he was rolling to the basket, I mean, Alex Len was... Just gobbling this man up, like it was, uh, it was tough to watch. Almost, it, it was like Boucher would jump into this guy. He, he has this like patented scream that you can hear, this like blood curling scream, uh, and like he was in an Alfred Hitchcock movie. But you know, like, th- yeah, th- he never gets the call. The, Rap- the Raptors didn't get a lot of calls on the rim today. Let's be real. I don't think the Wizards did either. Was, I thought it was a fairly played game that way. But um, yeah, Len was just really making. Uh, that matchup, you know, work in his favor. And so the Raptors went to Baines and Baines brought them a lot of stability. I thought a defensively, he was really good. And I mean, there's one play where Len got on the roll and he was going to the basket and Baines just stood in there and used his strength and chested him up and, and got him to, you know, miss uh, short on his little uh, push shot. To be honest, it's not even necessarily that he missed. It's the fact that he had to shoot a push shot instead of just going in for a dunk. Cause he was just overpowering Boucher. Um, but Baines was also contributing offensively and it was, you know, uh, you know, it was great to see, like he, he hit a three, uh, you know, he, he worked a little pick and roll with, uh, Bembry, you know, Bembry, uh, you know, with a, one of two, two of his nicest passes tonight. I thought one where he found someone cutting from the corner on the baseline, Bembry, uh, threw a pass through a crowd of defenders, uh, while he was driving to the lane to hit the cutter right on the hands for the dunk. And another pass where he drove off the pick and roll and he he went up as if he was going to go out for the layup to sort of engage the big man to come closer towards him. But he kept his pivot foot down and instead dropped a little short bounce pass to Baines who you know got it on the roll and dunked it. Um, but Baines was giving them really good minutes. And it was to the point where Baines was just taking heat check threes. <laughs> Which I'm just like, yeah, of course, man. It was the heat was not on. All right, the heat has not been on at Aaron Bates' house in a while. Okay, it's uh, it's it's cold in there. Like, it, it, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, man. He he hasn't paid the bills or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Baines gave them really solid minutes, and you know, I thought Nick Nurse also made a really good point of pulling Baines when sort of like, you know, it's like when you're at the casino and. You win like three or four hands in a row and you're feeling good, but you knew that like you lucked out on catching some like straight on the, you know, on the river or like some random flush or you had, you went all in on pocket fours and somehow won or something like that. Like that's basically what it was with Baines. Like you were winning those minutes and he was a plus 20 and 21 minutes, but he started turning the ball over. The the Wizards started uh, trapping a little bit. Baines had to make some quick passes and he was not doing well on those. And so Nick Nurse was like, no, 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 no. This is this is enough. This is already one of the Baines' best games of the season. Let's make it, make sure it stays that way. Let's sure, make sure he doesn't catch the slander. Uh, and let's close the game with Gary Trent Jr. and a smaller lineup. And it worked great. Uh, the Raptors really did a good job. But, I mean, I really enjoyed this game. I thought 
Um, obviously, it was a tough game because of the circumstances. Really odd to play without your guards. Really do miss... I mean, like, look, man. <laughs> the three guards that have played the most this season for the Raptors are Fred VanVleet, Kyle Lowry, and uh, Norman Powell. And none of those guys were in this game tonight. So the Raptors really had to sort of figure it out with this new group, kind of really find a way to stay together. And look, thankfully, the Wizards are not a very good team. Let's be real. They're not good. The Bradley Beal was out for this game. Russell Westbrook actually played really well, really under control for the first three quarters. But then in the fir- fourth quarter, he, he missed, I'm not even kidding, he missed eight jumpers in a row and none of those were like yo the ball swings around and Russ is open in the corner within the flow of the offense go for the jumper or like you know late shot clock situation oh man he's got to take something you know of course Westbrook crosses over pulls up for the jumper that's the only shot he can get like it was just he was like oh yeah you're backing off me I'm gonna shoot with this jumper and it's like you're playing right into the hands of the defense man how are you in year 13 and still acting like this like that's unbelievable man this Russell Westbrook was shooting like the the way the game tweets, um, which if you don't know, look up the game's tweets. It's unbelievable. That man wrote hated or love it, but also wrote those tweets. In any case, um, yeah, you know, the Wizards were also beating themselves, and they weren't really playing that well. First half, they were lights out from three. Davis Bertans hit some tough threes. Uh, Garrison Matthews came off the bench and hit some tough threes. Garrison Matthews with a real Fox News anchor name. <laughs> There's definitely like, yeah, there's, anyway, uh, he was hitting some threes and, um, yeah, but the second half, I don't even remember them hitting any threes really. Like Westbrook had a late three to put them ahead. And I think Denny Advia had hit a three in the fourth quarter, but it seemed like the wizards went ice cold. Um, so the, the opportunity was there, but I, I was really impressed with the way the Raptors came in and competed. I thought their bench came in and gave them really good minutes. And I just liked how they played together as a team. They seemed very cohesive. It was very little iso ball. There was a lot of like, let's find the advantage, give them that. And, you know, there were some rough stretches. Absolutely. I thought this was like OG's shakiest game since he's returned. I thought Boucher, obviously, you know, he's kind of hit or miss anyway. It's a trick or treat kind of player. And today it was, it was trick. Um, you know, I thought Stanley had some questionable decisions, you know, once where he drove like one on four again, which I don't know, man, that's, that's got to stop happening. Like it just, at some point it's just got to stop happening. No more one-on-one stuff, but, um, the, the Raptors figured out a way and they had some unlikely winners to sort of come out of this game. Uh, and you know, honestly, Gary, in the fact that he hit the game winner, I'm not sure I give him one of the three stars because I don't know if he was one of the three best players of the Raptors tonight. Similar to Pascal, who led the team in scoring and shot very efficiently at 10 of 16, I'm not sure I give him one of the stars because I think honestly, the three players who really stepped up tonight, and I can't believe I'm saying this, are Malachi Flynn, DeAndre Bembry, and Aaron Baines, and that's got to be the oddest three star combination ever. I'm probably going to still give Gary the star because, come on, you can't hit the game-winning three without getting the star. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Raptors just had a lot of, you know, contributions that kind of found a way to win. And I, and I love the way the team was competing. I, you know, I like that when they were down 19, they didn't panic, didn't start to play isolation. If anything, being down like that brought them closer together, brought them to be more cohesive as a group. And I like the fact that guys are playing with confidence because a lot of these guys have been low on confidence this year. We've seen Bembry turn down shots. We've seen Malachi Flynn settle for 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 tough shots. We've seen Aaron Baines. This guy has been super low on confidence. And I think, honestly, what, what woke him up today was, for some reason, Westbrook was saving a ball in the first quarter. 
And it was a late shot clock situation, but the ball was also going out of bounds. So Westbrook got the saved the loose ball. He was fully inbounds. He just needed to shoot, but for some reason he decided to whip, like chuck the ball so hard off Aaron Baines' head, like a meter away. <laughs> and uh, I think it resulted in a turnover or something or shot clock violation. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, maybe that maybe that's what it took was 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 Westbrook, uh, you know, uh, resetting Aaron Baines. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, Aaron Baines is like one of those TDSB computers, you know, you just gotta, just gotta hit the old reset, just hold the power button down for like 10 seconds and, and maybe it'll bounce back and you can finish your math circus game. But in any case, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it, it was a fun game to watch is what I'm trying to say. And I, and I like the way a lot of these guys stepped up. Um, you know, I, I think obviously, you know, Gary's gonna get the headline because he deserves it. That's a great three, obviously great shot. Um, but I thought Malachi was, you know, super impressive in this game. Uh, I liked the confidence that he's, I mean, he's got, um, you know, I mean, something that DeAndre pointed out. First off, if you, uh, you know, Malachi has been asked, uh, he's been a very popular player in the media of late. You know, people have been asking about Malachi quite a bit, not just about to Nick or to Malachi himself, but asking other players. And the one thing you hear from every single player, the one commonality that you hear about Malachi is he's mad confident for a rookie, which... You know, <laughs> you know that you know that might be you know commentary one way or the other. But this man is starting to become really confident, and I think the strange thing is, you know, this is the way everybody's describing him. But when you have seen him play, he hasn't necessarily played with that kind of confidence. If anything, he's kind of exuded nervousness, and he's taken a lot of jumpers and things like that. He's he's kind of looked a little mousy, but of late, obviously the the Wizards game or the, the Warriors game is really good. And today he was really good as well, carrying over the momentum of what he did in the in the in the, um, in the Warriors win that fifty three point win was just Malachi making a point to get to the rim. You know, Bembry pointed out the fact that Malachi, I mean, this guy drove against Alex Len. Well, I mean, listen, Alex, I know people just don't think much of him, whatever, man. But he's still seven feet tall. I've seen I've, I've seen like at least five instances in this game where Pascal drove, saw Alex Len in the lane, and just wildly kicked it out. Okay, so it's not like he's not a seven footer. He's a seven footer. Lens at the basket. Flynn drives on him into the contact, gets the N one to drop with his off hand, and so like you know there is confidence in Malachi's game. You're starting to see it now. You're seeing the results as well. Hitting some pull up three, him creating steals, attacking that way. I like the six rebounds too defensively for Flynn. Obviously in 34 minutes. Listen, man, if you have good defensive instincts, you're gonna rebound the ball. And Flynn was able to get active. I like that at least once per game. He's getting in the mix uh, for a loose ball under the rim or whatever. And he's scrapping and fighting for a loose ball. Listen, if you're going to be small, you better make up for that gap by your competitiveness, by your instincts, by your smarts, by your willingness to to guard. And we've seen that from Flynn. And I've, you know, I thought Flynn was really good in this game. Baines really gave them some solid minutes. And Bembry, man, I mean, listen, Bembry is very, very underrated in terms of just, like, what he can do. Because, first off, very unselfish player. Not a guy that comes in to, to, to look for his offense. But today, because it's the Wizards, uh, and they're, they're, you're going to be able to score on them. And also because, listen, as a, as a point guard in today's NBA, you need to put some pressure on the defense to set up other guys. And I thought Bembry was, you know, doing a good job with that. Whereas he didn't really, like, try to attack from the three-point line. This isn't Westbrook being like... Yo, I'm gonna take 15 jumpers, gonna make one, and then force you to come up and guard me. Like it, it wasn't like that for Bembry. He only took one three, he missed it. 
That's not his game, but he played within his game. He was, you know, the defense was sagging back on him, so he slashed downhill. And he's kind of got this, like, weird little zigzag kind of, like, strange finishes where if you are a slasher, obviously you can't just be always going for layups or whatever because that's not always going to be available to you. That's, like, the number one thing people are going to take away is, like, obviously your dunks and layups. Um, So you're going to need to be able to finish at odd angles, you know, like little push shots, hang in the air, shoot on the way down, you know, uh, just alternate your hands, you know, in terms of which way you're going to go, change up the angle in which you're going to shoot the ball, scoop the ball, all sorts of weird stuff. And Bembry has a very weird game when he drives the ball. And it it looks strange, but I do think that that there's a bit of unpredictability to it. There's a number of ways he can finish, so you don't know necessarily which one to sit on. And Bembry did a really good job today. I mean, we've seen his finishing improve this season in transition, He's made a number of good plays to finish in transition. But in, even in the half court today, I mean, I saw him drive and finish over contact plenty of times. And he did a good job with that. And, yeah, I mean, you know, in a game where, you know, OG, Boucher, Pascal, those are the three guys you expect to step up from tonight's game. You know, Pascal had some shaky moments. Boucher had a lot of shaky moments. OG had a lot of shaky moments. The, the other guys were around to pick them up. And, of course, Gary Trent Jr. with the cherry on top. A very deserved win. And, again, if you wanted them to tank because, you know what, this is a very important thing, I get it. But, like, come on, man. A game winner, like, how many Raptors have hit a game winner? You know what I mean? So, congrats, Gary, for joining the club. Uh, you, you know, uh, and it was just, it was good vibes all around, man. So, in terms of your three stars from tonight's game, first star, obviously, has got to be Gary Trent Jr., I mean, you have to, man. The guy hit a game winner. Um, yeah, I mean, 16 points, two rebounds, two assists. All that stuff doesn't really matter. He banged his knee at one point into Pascal, where Pascal had uh, got knocked down. Gary is a good teammate, ran over to try to help him up, but Pascal didn't see him coming, so he was getting up at the same time, kind of banged into Gary's knee, and he was kind of limping around a little bit. He said he got a little dead leg, similar to when you, you, you bang your, your, your knee on your bed or your desk or something. Uh, but yeah, the game winner, that's, he had the one game winner. That's, that's the most important stat from this game was Gary Trent Jr. with the game winner. Uh, so he gets the first star, second star, giving that to Malachi Flynn, 16 points, six rebounds, four assists, four steals, three blocks off the bench, six of 13, a career high, 34 minutes played two of four from three, two of two from the free throw line. I know, uh, Mr. Eric Flynn, um, the, the Papa Flynn. He's definitely on Facebook right now getting lit, telling people, I told you so. And listen, he's absolutely right. Look at Malachi, man, because this is the player that the Raptors were envisioning when they drafted him. This is the kind of player that he played like in college last season. He was so good for a, uh, a San Diego team that was like 30-2. and two. Like, he was really good. Um, you know, one of the best pick and roll operators in the nation, three level scorer, crafty, but also defensive player of the year as well, can guard two way player and, you know, obviously small. So he slid in the draft and he was a senior, but, or he had played three years, uh, but he had a red shirt season too. So effectively a senior age, uh, well, it's weird, man. 22 year olds are not senior ages. I don't, I don't know. We got to change the terminology on that. I feel mad old and I'm not even 30. Um, but, yeah, Malachi, this is the player the Raptors were drafted. And this is the player that I know, I'm sure Eric Flynn has been on Facebook telling people about. And you know what? 
this was for you, Raptor Nation. Okay, Raptor Nation, all caps. Look at what happens when Malika gets the ball, and he he delivered tonight, really, really good. Plus eleven as well for Malika. I got to close out the game deservedly. So, and then your third star. There's a number of ways you can go with this. I thought OG really finished the game strong. I thought Pascal had a really dominant stretch to sort of carry the Raptors through a large portion of the game. But I have to give it to DeAndre Bembry. Fifteen point seven rebounds, five assists, a steal, a block. No turnovers, guarding Russell Westbrook. Westbrook shot 9 of 25 from the field. Bembry, 7 of 10. Super efficient. Some nice passes. Kept the team afloat. And made a number of tough plays in the fourth quarter in crowds. Broken plays where Bembry was able to come up with it and make the right decision. So, you know, in a difficult circumstance, this guy stepped up and really did really well. So, I'm really happy for him. So, uh, those are your three stars on the Raptors side. In terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, that's got to go... Two, Garrison Matthews. Like I said, man, this guy, honestly, um, he was, yeah, he, he looked like prime Kyle Korver off the bench. You know, like, it was it was amazing the way he was making these moving threes, and it, it was, I, I was not expecting it. I thought the Gerald Henderson Award winner would be going to Ish Smith, who is, like, the, aside from Gerald Henderson, like, the all-time random player that kills the Raptors is Ish Smith. But I actually thought, honestly... Like, I mean, obviously, Malachi is way younger than Ish Smith. Ish is, like, in his 30s. Malachi is 22, 23. Um, But to see Malachi's quickness be even ahead of Ish Smith is very impressive to me. And that's not impressive to, like, anybody else who isn't a Raptor fan. We have seen Ish Smith look like the freaking Flash against the Raptors, killing guys, Crossing over Kyle Lowry, crossing over Fred Van Vliet. Man, Fred can shut down Steph Curry, but he, he can't really stick with Ish Smith. And we've seen Ish do it with different teams, you know, uh, Pelicans, uh, you know, Wizards. We've seen him do it with uh, the Pistons. You know, Ish Smith has been a guy that's killed the Raptors. And I was fully expecting Ish Smith to go off, but Malachi thoroughly outplayed him, which I don't know, man. Again, thoroughly outplaying Ish Smith is not supposed to be some sort of grand. Um, compliment in the bigger picture, but in this specific context, trust me, it, it, it felt very good that Malachi was doing that. So, yeah, it's Garrison Matthews. This guy, 17 points, straight buckets, 5 of 7 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. Like, I think he got fouled on a 3-2. I think he leaned into a Boucher. Oh, no, it was a Pascal closeout. One of those two. Those are the two most hyperactive closeout guys on the Raptors. Uh, and he got three free throws as well. But um, the second half, the Raptors did a much better job on the shooters and just did a much better job defensively on the whole, man. The Raptors held the Wizards to 15 points in the fourth quarter, and that's what allowed them to come back. So, great win. Very exciting game. The Raptors play again tomorrow. They have five games this week, which seems criminal. Like, I thought there was... I thought today's supposed to be Easter Easter Monday, man. Come on. Did the Raptors get... Statu- like, did they get bonus pay for this? Like, they should. <laughs> so, honestly, they should get hazard pay for, for what they're doing, man. Because this team has suffered through two pandemics, but... Yeah, um, good win for the team. Fun times. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back here tomorrow to recap the Lakers game. As always, uh, please continue to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy it. Uh, it really, really helps people find the show. I can not I can only do so much in terms of tweeting it out and making the content. But if you enjoy it, um, the best way to help other people find the show and grow the show and grow the audience is to leave a rating, especially on iTunes. Uh, and I really do appreciate it. I, I, you know, I, I look once in a while and, and I'm vain and there's a lot of nice things said on there that I really appreciate. Uh, also, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Raptors Reaction Newsletter. Look, if you're one of those people that likes to have your thoughts put out there, write 
an email to the newsletter and we will I will answer the question. I mean not in every single one. Obviously I don't I can't there's only one I can get to every game. But you know, if you want to leave your thoughts on the team, leave your thoughts on something, send in questions. We've got some really great questions so far. So I appreciate the people who have already sent them in. Uh the newsletter is growing and the audience for that is good. And um yeah, if you want one place to find all your content, if you want highlights, post game interviews, ten things, the reaction podcast, you know, probably the best screen caps from the game, you want to put in a mailbag, you you know, you want links to other articles, like Alex wrote something nice today about which team you should bandwagon, uh, if you, if it's not the Raptors, and all sorts of stuff. Like if you're looking for that all in one place in your inbox after every game, uh, subscribe to the newsletter, which I will drop a link to in the uh, podcast description below. So thanks everyone for listening. Once again, I'll be back tomorrow when the Raptors play the back-to-back against the Lakers. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.